Welcome to the Children's and Young Adult Novels Book Club, Cyan Book Club for short, where we talk about the latest children's and young adult novels out there to tell you if they're worth reading or not. I'm your host, Zach Whiting, and today we dive into the series that made me fall in love with stories. I'm, of course, talking about The Spiderwick Chronicles by Tony Dieterlisi and Holly Black. If you listened to the episode where I explained why I started this podcast, then you'll recognize that name, but you may not know what it's all about. What is The Spiderwick Chronicles? Well, it's blurb time. Blurb time is when we read the little blurb that the publisher or author has written about their book or books, and here is the blurb for the Spiderwick Chronicles. After finding a mysterious handmade field guide in the attic of the ramshackle old mansion they've just moved into, Jared, his twin brother Simon, and their older sister Mallory discover that there's a magical and maybe dangerous world existing parallel to their own, the world of fairy. The more fantastical secrets they uncover, the more attention they draw, until the siblings are drawn into conflict with goblins, dwarves, elves, and more. So 2023 is actually the 20th anniversary of the release of this series. The first two books were published 20 years ago, which is sort of crazy for me because I grew up reading these books. Now, I didn't really find out about them until after the first five were already published, but I've been around here reading these books, loving them for almost two decades. That's crazy to imagine. I've sort of already shared my story of how there was a librarian who at the time was named Miss Tate, um, and she would pay me for various odds and end jobs at the library or doing some long work at her house by taking me to the bookstore and buying me a book. And it was through that that I discovered this series. And I immediately was captivated by the art, by the story. I loved this creative world that had been created I even had the notebook for fantastical observations that I took around with me whenever I went into the woods behind my house, and I also had the illustrated field guide that they printed as well with extra art and beautiful illustrations in full color. I had it all. I was all in. And when I decided to review these books for the book club, I really wanted to come at this as unbiased as I possibly could because I want you to not get my opinion on these books, but get uh, as honest a review as possible, giving you all the information you need to make your own decision. Are these books worth sharing to the kids and teens in my life? And so I read these books again, afresh as an adult, and I also had a friend read them with me, and he's reading them for the very first time, and so I think you'll really like his interaction with me in part two of this review. But I say all that because just because I loved these books as a kid does not mean that these books are worth reading. So let's dive in and take a look to find out if these books are worth it. Let's start by looking at the themes of these books. Now, yes, I I am saying books. I'm not just messing up and accidentally using the plural. We are looking at the first five books of what is now called the Spiderwick Chronicles. Now, The reason for that is because they're relatively short, 
and they were sort of designed to be read this way. The first five books are one story that goes across these short little books. The first theme that sort of spans across all five of these books is the theme of discovery and adventure. There's always more than meets the eye in this world that the Grace children are now living in. Uh, as the story progresses from book to book, they're discovering more and more fascinating and dangerous creatures. Every single book, there's something new to be seen. There's a whole world out there of things for them to discover, and I really loved that. And that's part of the reason why I think I was enchanted with this series. I loved being outside. I enjoyed running through the woods and following the creek behind my house. I loved all this discovery and adventure. Another theme that is sort of dealt with in these books is anger. Especially in the first book, when we get introduced to the Grace children and to our first magical creature, which is called a boggart, we immediately see that there's a lot of tension. The family comes from a broken home, and there's lots of emotion and anger built up around that. But also this boggart, this little creature, he's an angry little thing that is not happy that the Grace children have moved into the Spiderwick estate. And so the Grace children are angry, the Boggart is angry, and we sort of see them wrestle with that emotion time and again. And there's even some revelations in Jared's life in particular of how anger really can take control of our lives, can take control of our bodies if we don't find a way to control it. So let's talk about some of the things that I really, really liked about this book. Again, just to mention it, my favorite thing about these books is the fantastical world of the fairies. I love this focus on discovery and exploration and the way these authors communicated it, even down to the original printings with the back where you typically would read a blurb, they found a way to make it creative and engaging. Uh, they actually ended up covering the blurbs on almost every single one of the original books bring that idea of mystery and adventure even into the physical form of these books. It was very, very immersive and fun. Now, speaking of the covers, the other thing that I love about these books is that it's more than just words on a page. It's a very immersive experience to pick these books up off the bookshelf. Especially in the hardback, you get the glossy finish, the beautiful illustrations. Uh, on the original books, there was even like raised text, which gave you this very interesting tactile experience. And again, all throughout the books are these full page illustrations that captivate your senses. And that was on purpose. They were kind of combating this idea that, hey, to have fun, you have to be in front of a screen. No, they're trying to show, hey, if you want to have fun, pick up one of these books and you'll be just as immersed as you would be in any of those other entertainment systems. So I think the books really have something going for them when it comes to the visual and tactile experience of reading. Okay, let's talk about some of the things I did not like about these books. Now, if I had just gone into, the, into this without reading the books again, I may have not had much to talk about because I loved these books as a kid and I was just immersed. And, you know, whenever a kid reads a book, some things just go over their heads. Well, reading them as an adult, there are some things that I want to bring up that I think you need to know. First off, it's actually pretty obvious, not hidden at all. The books do reference the divorce of the Grace parents pretty frequently. It's mostly this background reality 
but it does find its way into some of the dialogue, the inner thoughts of especially the main character, Jared, and, of course, through to the end, where Jared comes face-to-face, not just with the ogre, who's the main bad guy, but he also comes face-to-face with this new reality. How do I move forward knowing that my mom and dad are no longer together? That's a, that's a, a difficult situation for a kid to be in, and it is something that I think you need to be aware of as a parent, uh, especially if maybe your kid, the kid in your life, comes from a background like this. I would just encourage you to be wary. It's not super over the top. It's not necessarily a bad thing about this book, but it is something to be wary about. The, the kids have this difficult path that they must tread now, knowing that their mom and dad are not together. And it's kind of dad's fault. It seems that dad cared more about his work than he cared about his family. And so keep that in mind. One other thing that is just so unfortunate about this series is that the character development is pretty bad. There are problems and character flaws that arise, and there's really no growth or resolution to any of it. Uh, I feel like in the first book, they had an inkling of character growth, where Jared sort of comes face-to-face with anger through this creature called the Boggart, and there's almost this catalyst for, hey, what am I going to do? How do I face this anger that's welling up inside of me? What do I do with it? How do I properly respond to it? But then nothing else really happens for the next four books. And though they do show up, these characters show up in the final three books, which I will review separately, there's literally nothing different. There's no growth. There's no change in these characters. And that's really unfortunate. I really wish that there had been some more growth. We'll go into more detail about the character development in part two of this review, so please stick around and listen to me talk to my friend about that, but just something to keep in mind. And that really impacts the way that you view you view the books, because the characters are a big part of any story, and they're also sort of like the role models in the book, the, the characters that we look up to, perhaps. And unfortunately, these kids are not really kids we can look up to. Um, there are definitely lessons to be learned through their lives, but it's mostly inadvertent. It's sort of like they do it the wrong way, and we have to learn to do it the right way because of that. There's no actual change or resolution in these stories. The only other thing that I will mention is that in the third book, there is a creature called a Fuka. He was just a little monkey-like creature who's in the tree and speaks in riddles. Uh, He does use the A word, once. And now he's using it in the proper sense that we typically know it to mean, which is a donkey. I don't really consider that to be a curse word. It's sort of like how in the King James Version of the Bible, it uses that word frequently. I don't think it's it's out of place, but I do want you to know that it's there. So, with all of that in mind, how do I rate the Spiderwick Chronicles? Now again, we're talking about just the first five books And the scale that we're going to rate these books on goes from red to orange to yellow to green and finally to cyan. Red is the worst rating we can give and cyan is the best rating we can give. I believe that these first five books in the Spiderwick Chronicles are yellow books. There is a lot of fun to be had in this magical world and it's really exciting to discover these various creatures as the story unfolds throughout these books. But 
there is very little in the way of moral lessons to be learned, except inadvertently. I think these books still are worth reading, but you should definitely be discussing them with your kids as they read them. Ask them what kind of problems anger created in the story. Maybe ask them why they think the Grace children kept their mom in the dark so long when they had ways to show her that fairies were real and there were problems that they needed her help with. Ask them if they think things would have gone smoother if they had told the truth first and gotten their mom involved. Well, that is all for part one of my review of the Spiderwick Chronicles. Now, don't forget to listen to part two of this review. There is so much more to be discussed, and we go into much more detail, and I think you'll really benefit from hearing my friend Justin talk about these books as a first-time reader. It's a really, really good conversation. If you have a book that you want me to review, click the link in the description of this episode. I would love to hear your suggestions and share them with the rest of our book club. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And leave a review on whatever podcast platform you use. That's one of the best ways to support the book club and reach more people with this community. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.